From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Today, we visit with Ted Pitsios, who was born in Greece, graduated from the Maritime Academy, and spent his career as an engineer in the Merchant Marine. We are on location today for In Focus at beautiful Fort Toulouse, Fort Jackson. It's a park that's federally recognized. And we're overlooking the Coosa River with a guest who is very familiar with water, but he's familiar with the sea. Our guest is Ted Pitsios of Greece, now living in Mobile. Welcome to the program. My pleasure to be here. What do you do in Mobile? Now I am retired. But your business was connected with the sea, building what? Originally, I started doing repairs on ships. Since I'm an ex-merchant mariner, the ships, unfortunately, have the bad habit of not breaking down in nice pre-scheduled intervals. So I ended up having too much work and not enough people to do the work with. So I tried to diversify and in the process, I started doing steel fabrication. The last 35 some years, we've been building exclusively the aids to navigation and buoys in particular for the Coast Guard around the United States. So when we see a buoy, we have you to thank. Yes, uh, when you see a buoy, it's 90% chance that it's one that we have built. You also are active in community theater as an actor. You are a writer. But your roots in Greece go back to the sea, the Aegean Sea. The country is surrounded by sea, and it has been traditionally through the ages has been the prime source of making a living, especially in the older years. Any youngster that uh, was growing up in Greece he wanted to be a sailor. There is a multitude of islands and all that, and by virtue of the, its geographical structure, it encourages the commerce by sea. Your grandfather, what did he do? My father's father, he was a sea captain. He had his own sailing vessel with which he sailed uh, as far as Alexandria, Egypt, and Naples on the west side of Mediterranean. He was... A tall, stout man, but that's what he did. Ted, did he influence you to go to sea as a merchant seaman? No. Unfortunately, my grandfather died two months before my parents got married. But he must have been legendary in your family. He was. I did get to meet my mother's father, my other grandfather, who was a blacksmith, but he was unfortunately killed by the Germans during the German retreat in 1944. So I vaguely remember him. You became a merchant seaman. You did not become a sea captain. Instead, you became an engineer. What do they do? Merchant seamen and people working with the sea I became an engineer, which was actually a matter of luck or providence intervention. When I was in high school or the ninth grade, there was an acute shortage of merchant marine officers. Normally, the rules are that 
to enter a maritime academy, you have to graduate from high school. But since that time, there was, since the acute shortage, the government amended the rules and said anyone who can pass the entrance examinations from the ninth grade and up, they can enter the Maritime Academy. And in September, I took the entrance exam, and to my father's uh, astonishment, I passed it. Originally, I wanted to be a captain. It was more glamour of being a captain rather than an engineer. And my grandfather was a captain, so I wanted to be a, one of those. However, all of the academies for captain training were far away from our village. Some were in Athens, some other islands were far away. And my father felt that I was uh, too young. But there was one academy, the academy in Lamia, which is a primarily an agricultural town, not too far from our village. And my father felt more at ease since it was populated primarily by farmers, and farmers are good, God-fearing people and more honest rather than the big city folks in Athens and Piraeus and another. So that's why I became an engineer. As it turned out, I think it was a providential intervention because I am more suited to be an engineer rather than a captain. The engineer has one of the most important jobs in the heart of a ship. Correct. We keep the ship going. Without us, the ship could not go. Of course, the captains don't think that way. Also, it is a profession that is applicable in, in uh, other areas besides ships. You can easily find a job ashore. As opposed to being a captain, you can't. So I was lucky I became an engineer. I recall the uh, movie Captain Phillips about piracy. Mm -hmm. Did you ever encounter that on the high seas? No, actually, I was fortunate. I sailed during an era that there was a relatively peace throughout the world. Now it is becoming a problem. Comment, if you will, on what is happening with the supply chain slowdown cargo ships delivering goods all over the world. How do you see that? Unfortunately, now everything is so interconnected in the world that if something happens, it's like a domino effect. If something happens somewhere, the pandemic created a big problem to begin with. The wars in different areas of major producers of goods, that's a byproduct of globalization. When everything was produced locally, you didn't have that. But I don't know if it will be solved anytime soon. You've been all over the world on various kinds of ships. Can you share a little of what you've seen all these decades? What I came out, it's that people, they're all the same regardless of what language they speak or uh, what appearances they have, what color skin or whatever, they all have the same goals, the same ideas, the same aspirations. Did you ever have any harrowing experiences with huge storms or accidents? Yes. There are many times where you get caught into the 
hurricane uh, or cyclone. At that time, you hope you can make it. You pray. You promise you will never do it again, whatever it was that you did it. And you promise you will send your mother some extra money to light a candle on the church next time she goes to church. I've always been curious about how few people it takes to operate these huge tankers, some of them over 700 feet long. Why is that? It is automation. Technology progresses and uh, the equipment requires less and less attendance. Some sailing ships, they had to have 50, 60 people to man the sail. Then the coal-fired, steam-driven ships that required 30, 40 people to run. When I was sailing, the average uh, crew was about 20-some people. Now it is half that. It's the automation. The technology advances and the machinery require less attendance. I want to thank you for your first interview. We're going to talk about your latest book on our next interview. Thank you for having me. That was Ted Pizzios. Meanwhile, coming up is the annual Greek Labor Day barbecue at Montgomery's Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church. More information can be found at the website mgmoc.com. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is Troy Public Radio.